You're listening to SM Media, the home of exclusive West of Scotland Football League content. Hi folks and welcome to this week's episode of the SM Media West of Scotland Football Show. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. We're going to spend another weekend looking through the full league schedule in the West of Scotland. As always, a very busy week. To join me this week, it's a pleasure to welcome the Lugar Boswell Thistle Assistant Manager, Johnny Bailey. Johnny, welcome to the show, it's a pleasure to have you on. And that is a mouthful to introduce you there. <laughs> no, I know it's not easy, club and horror different. So, uh, no, thanks for having me, Scott, happy to be here. I'm um, looking forward to it. No, it's a pleasure. Obviously, it's been we've been kind of trying to get you on for a, for a few weeks. We've finally done it. It's a pleasure to welcome you on. Looking forward to this one. Lugar obviously the free week during the week, but mm-hmm. usually obviously went in the summer. Obviously came for Glenburn. Kind of came for the Ayrshire amateurs. Went into Lugar. Kind of is it safe to say it's obviously a kind of work in progress like this? It's a club that you went in perhaps but didn't do the best last season. Obviously, a new management team. Is it going to take time to maybe get this project in the right foot? Aye, no, it definitely is. I mean, it, it came completely out of the blue, I think, because we'd left Glenburn and then two weeks later we were up at, at Lugar. But it, it yeah. was, it, like I said, it was completely out of the blue. They approached uh, George and said that they, they'd like to speak to us. And we went up and spoke to them. And I think there was only about eight or nine boys that were left from last year. Obviously, last year was disappointing for them. But I think it was disappointing for a lot of teams just because of the disparity in some of the leagues. Um, you had really good teams uh, fight night, and whereas this year it's it's a lot more even. But we decided that we were going to take it on. Um, and I remember in the car on the way the way back from speaking to them, I says, "Look, George, because we had we weren't planning to do it. George needed a bit of a break. It's, yeah. it's why we decided to leave Glenburn. And I obviously had, uh, my partner was pregnant as well. She was due in August, so yeah. um, I wasn't that first about carrying on anyway. But I says to him, I says, "Look, if you want to do it, I'm with you a hundred percent." But this is two years minimum, do you know what I mean, before we get this up and running, obviously, uh, budget and, and what whatnot. This is we just need to try and get boys in, improve them, improve the, the results, then build on it next year, build on it next year. And George is, uh, I don't know if you know George, but he's, he's hyper-competitive. He's like, no, no, I want to win this year, I want to do this, I want to do that. I was like, calm down, and then I think of it. Uh, two weeks ago, he said to me, he says, you know, some big man, you were right when you said this was a this is a project, and it is, but we're enjoying it. We are enjoying it. Um, the committee and everybody up there has been really supportive, really good. Um, the boys have been excellent. They've bought into the, everything we're, we're asking them to do. We just need results just to turn a wee bit for us. Um, conceding too many goals the last couple of games and stuff like that, which has been really, really disappointing. But we're trying to just get it get it right and get it moving and, and once it does then then I'm sure we'll be fine I've got every confidence in, in the boys to, to turn it around and start picking up results Yeah, obviously as well with that league it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird league I'm sure we'll come on to it later on but everybody can beat everybody in that league it's so frantic but just looking at the start like yeah the uh, the first game of the season was a home draw against East Cobride there was a lot of hype about East Cobride going into the start of the season with who they've kind of brought in Kelo a 1-0 defeat in the, the next game but I mean, so the only team to beat the league, like, league leaders, Lark Hall, like, that's, you know, know. For, like the start of the season, four points with three games, and obviously kinda, it's been a bit of a struggle since, apart from obviously the 3-2-1 the in the Junior Cup at four, against Forfer, but what was the, kinda, the start? Was that a bit more than you kind of thought at the start of the season, like particularly Lark Hall, and how tight that league is? Because, I mean, we were trying to predict it, and it was so hard just to get a grip mm-hmm. on who's actually in. You see that, kind of two of the teams that were fancy to do pretty well. Like we're just thinking of East Kilbride and Garvin already have new managers. So mm-hmm. it shows you that league is a it's, it's a bit frantic, isn't it? Aye, aye. I mean we look, we looked at the start of the season and really when you get into the third division, the only way that I think you can really look at it in terms of predictions is budget wise. Because do you know what I mean? And we knew that obviously teams like Garvin and Ardrossan and, and East Kilbride uh, with the players that they're they're attracting. So you assume that they are going to be up there because of the because of their, their budgets relative to ours. So when we looked at the start of the season, we didn't know much about Lark Call, but when we looked at the start of the season, we knew 
East Kilbride uh, with to play Girvan as well and obviously get into Kello on the Wednesday night and stuff like that. So we were hoping to pick up a few points. Mm-hmm. Um, we played really well against East Kilbride. Uh, we're unlucky. We're unlucky to, to draw, but they'll probably say the same because they missed the penalty in the last kind of five minutes. So it was one of the ones where both teams felt they should have won it, but uh, a draw was probably fair on on the on the whole. Um, and then we went down to Kello, and Kello done a job on us. Basically, they defended really really well. We missed a lot of chances, and then they caught us with a sucker punch in the last kind of five minutes. And the, it was quite deflating the the Kello one. Um, and then I, I missed the next. Two, I missed the yeah. Girvan one and the, the Latical one. Um, but I heard we didn't play well at Girvan, then obviously we get the victory against Latical. And then since then, it's just been it's just been really tough. You know, it's like I said, we've had a lot of changes uh, at the back, particularly um, trying to get a settled team, a settled back four. And we're still learning about the players and where they can play and how they can play. And we're still trying to work out what's the best system, what's the best tactics. So all that kind of stuff is is still something that, that we're learning. And we've been hit with a couple of sore ones, obviously, Finart and Irvin Vicks were, were yeah. particularly sore. And then last Saturday against Bells Hill, yeah. from a winning position, was was, was a really a gut punch, to be honest. But the three weeks probably came at a good time. We've got to go on after this weekend. Yeah. It'll be a nice easy one to get the confidence up for the boys. So... <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we just kind of go for there I think we play new mains soul coats and things like that so these are teams that are round about us I'd said to the boys before the Bells Hill game we play Bells Hill soul coats new mains who are all round about us but really this is when we want to pick up points because if you look at the teams we've played already they're all kind of at the top top of the league so you're looking at the teams round about us to, to where we can pick up points and hopefully in the next month we can do that Absolutely, yeah. Obviously, we'll come in. We'll talk about later on about obviously the third division, and then we'll preview a couple of games coming up for Luger. And as you say, can kind I of big game on Saturday? Obviously, in the Junior Cup, we'll get your thoughts now later on. But we'll get into the action over the weekend. A lot to get through here. A lot of goals as always. But where else to start? But as always, the Premier Division. We'll just run through the results over the weekend. Glenafton two, Darvel two, and Friday night. Atherley eleven, Peters Hill one. Auchinleck 1, Rob Roy 2, Clydebank 3, Largs 2, Cumnock 3, B3, Arvin Meadow 4, Hurlford 3, Cowan and 1, Pollock 1, and Troon 1, Canvas Lang 0. Now, the first thing that jumps out of you there is some tight, tight contests, with the exception of one game. But we'll leave that to a, a bit later on because I want to start on Friday night. Big night for Glen Afton, the first game in, under the new floodlights on Friday night, home to Darvel, the, the defending champions. I wasn't there. I was meant to go, but obviously something come up. But a massively weird game of football by the sounds of it. I've spoken to a lot of people at this game and you hear different stories from different people. I think the one thing I think a lot of people agree on is, is that there was a lot of controversy in the game, particularly around the red card. I don't know if you've seen it, Johnny. I did. I watched the highlights this afternoon. It's I... not a red card. Um, no. It's not a red card. It's one of those no. where... There's, you can't give that as a red card. It's so. I didn't even at first glance. Obviously, we are looking for the the guy filming in the crowd. Yeah. Um, but I don't even know if it looked like a foul. To be honest, I don't no, mean a red it's card, not. It's, so. it's, it's it's a weird one. It's a weird one. I don't understand what it was. But I think by all reports, what I've heard is is that that changed the game. Obviously, gone after went one 0 up through shock care. Two terrific goals from Ian McShane, if you've seen them. Two really mm-hmm. good goals and just shows you how good he actually is when he's mm-hmm. when he's on form. Darvel were kind of trying to get a foothold in the game. Glen Afton, obviously, with, with the man advantage, kind of made them struggle. Shug Kerr got a second goal, brought it back to two each. Mick obviously got sent off as well with, uh, in the stand. Darrell Meg was obviously the guy that was sent off for Darvel. So it was a, kind of, a, a tough night for Darvel. Maybe didn't walk away with, with the three points like they would have expected or probably by all in all, all reports deserved because I think they were a far better team with the 10 men. I just think, obviously, the man advantage, they struggled. I'm always, I'm hearing this with different people, but all in all, probably both teams will be kind of feeling different about the draw. I think Glen Afton will probably be would have bit your hand off, get into it. Darrell would have probably took it with the red card, but it's just one of those games, by all reports, a very frantic affair in Newcomer mm-hmm. on a Friday night. Right. I got that even from the highlights, to be honest, Scott, the the atmosphere seemed fantastic, and it's it's a great advert. I think more teams should yeah. be if they can do the the Friday nights. But with that, what it brings is I know myself when I played like you're leaving work at whatever time to get down to Newcomer for a, a seven o'clock, even for a seven o'clock half seven kickoff. 
you're still rushing about, you don't feel yeah. like you're preparing properly, eating properly, all that kind of thing. Um, and you know yourself when it gets into the summer and you get these midweek games, you get freak results all over the place. I mean, I think even this summer, I know, I know I'm talking about early, but even uh, Irvin Vicks hammered Les Mahego 8-9, I think, in a Wednesday yeah. night, you know, and you get these results um, in the midweeks, but it looked like a good game. It looked like a good game to watch. It looked, it looked it good atmosphere and, and, and yeah. entertaining. I, what I would say is, from the highlights, it looked like going after them, we're, we're trying to sit in a wee bit and then hit Darvel on the break. Um, obviously, Shug Kerr up front, he looks a real handful. He looks, I don't know if I'd f- fancy playing against him, he looks as if he likes to rumble about and get himself in about it and stuff. Um, and they've got pace in the wide areas coming off him. And what they've also got is a real, real quality in the middle of the part. I know you said about Ian McShane, but I thought it was great just watching him and Paul Payton, even in the highlights. Yeah, top, absolutely. Yeah. Andrew and Mayo. Um, and when you've got players of that quality that can play passes into forward areas, it, it's such an outlet for you. Um, yeah. If you get Payton, can you're not just like lumping it up to the, the center, sitting in and then lumping it up to the centre forward, trying to get get up the part. You actually get real quality going up to him. Um, and Kerr made them, like I said, made himself a handful all night. Um, and I thought. From the it was going after highlights, I have to say, but I thought going after looked as if they could have won the game. Although I think Darwood, there was a free header from a corner or a, or a free kick just in, just after half time that they should really have done better. Probably should have scored, um, and that would maybe a, maybe change the game. They could maybe have sat in and protected the league, uh, the lead. Sorry, but that will be disappointed to drop points. Of course, they will. They'll be even more disappointed. They'll miss Darrell Meggett for the next two or three games or whatever he gets. Suspension, but I'm I'm sure they'll be fine. They've got enough enough of a squad that they can bring somebody else in. Yeah, I mean we'll get we'll we'll go through it at the end just how tight that's the guys. We've been talking about the first division being tight, but that when you actually look at this table, it's it's freaky how mm-hmm. tight it is. But Darwin was sat in 13 points. They're talking goal difference, but joining them at the top again are Kirk and Tillett, Rob Roy, a massive two-one away victory over Auchinleck Talbot. There's a there's two things to look at here. Obviously, Rob Roy were an excellent result for them going to Auchinleck. I think going to Auchinleck, there's still that, there'll still be that fear factor with teams like Rob Roy. Like, we know Beachwood's a fortress, but going there and getting that result will give them massive confidence. And again, we just talk about Stuart Maxwell every week. The job he's done at Rob Roy with, as we, I know budgets have taken over the kind of conversation with a lot of people, but again, you look at Rob Roy's progress in the last couple of years and going to Auchinleck and winning is massive for them. No, mm. oh, no, absolutely. I mean, everybody. When you're when you're at teams like Rob Roy, you're you're looking at walking like thinking, can we can we nick something? Can we get a point? We'd be delighted to to walk away with with one point to help us help us up the league. But again, they looked again. I watched the highlights this afternoon. They looked as if they were content to kind of sit and infiltrate Auckland, particularly in the first half. Um, and I don't think Auckland had real answers, any real answers for them, to be honest. Uh, and then caught them with a sucker punch walking like the man sent off as well which was a red card yeah. um, I thought it definitely was was a red card and then Rob Roy got a man sent off again and then when Rob Roy got the man sent off it looked as if walking like were coming right into it right back into it as we've seen them do so many many times but Max will be absolutely delighted with them being able to see out the 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 win um, and deserved from from what I saw on the highlights Yeah, and he's done a great job like, oh, it's, just, absolutely. It's, it's one of those things where Continuity is so important, you know, and, and he's been there for so long and he's built a, a squad. He, he's no doubt built a culture in, in a way that you have to be when you come to the club and the way you want, wants you to act and the way you wants you to play and stuff like that. And, it's, and it does pay dividends and I think it's something that a lot of clubs could look at because I know they flirted with relegation a couple of times, but they've always done enough to, to keep yeah. themselves up, especially last year when they, I think they stayed up pretty comfortably mm-hmm. um, with, with so many teams going down. But... Um, he's done a great job. He's done a great job there keeping yeah. him in the, in the Premier League for so long. Yeah, absolutely. From an Auckland perspective, I think there's a few things to touch on. Obviously, injuries are playing a factor. You look at just obviously Kieran Healy's out, Craig McCracken's injured, Aidan Wilson. There's three massive players, and particularly three players who've kind of got that, as you say, continuity. Jamie's obviously left to go to Darville. This is a tough spell for Auckland and I think there's I think there's a thing as well with the, the support, like Tough spells can happen in football, but with Auckland Lake, when you've had that level of success for so long and it's been so consistent, like last season, didn't win the league, but still won two cups. So you would probably have an Auckland Lake would say that's probably a successful season. Fair enough, I get that. But 
that's a tough wee spell. And I know you look at the table and we look how tight it is, and they're still only five points from top of the table. But that losing to Rob Roy, kind of defeats to Darvo, kind of things like that. It's just I kind of bad, maybe a rocky patch at the moment for Auchinleck, and I still we know Auchinleck can come out of things like that. And there's, I mean, they're the masters at getting results from nowhere, but. Maybe just a wee rocky time for them at the the moment. Maybe a time for a bit of freshness. Maybe a couple mm-hmm. of players coming in. It's just been a. I I certainly think will be there'll be a lot of disappointed people in Auckland Lake. So far, I know there will be, and they're a, they're a tough fan base to please, even even with the success that they've had. But I, I, for me, I feel that I think Auckland Lake's in a bit of a transition period mm-hmm. just now. Um, they went from being the, the like I said, like I said, the top dogs where. You could pretty much Tucker can go and sign any player he wants, just phone him up and say it's Tommy Sloan for Auckland Light and the boy will yeah. say, right, where do I sign? Yeah. Whereas I don't think that's the case now. Yeah, I nowadays. think there's a lot think, more as you, yeah, you see. There's that, a lot yeah. more to it. And I think especially and this might be a bit controversial, but I think with young boys as well, particularly, we know what, what Tommy's like and how good he is at it, but boys talk within football about about what it's like and all that kind of thing. And and I don't know if young boys will be is up for the fight as, as Tommy maybe wants him to and I think he might get might get a bit frustrated with some of the some of the young ones and he's he's being quite selective about the ones that he goes and goes and picks and the ones he goes and signs. So I think they're just in a wee bit of a, a transition to be honest. But I'm listen, he deserves all the time in the world. He can yeah. he deserves as long as he wants yeah. to get it right. Do you know what I mean? Because he's had what, twenty years of nothing but success and trophies. So um anybody questioning Tommy is off their heads to be honest and it's that thing as well when you've had that level of success for so long and that continuity when it does get rocky and Auchinleck when, when, you, when you're that dominant as you say the fan base can be very tough without realising it and I think it's just that thing here I think there's a lot of you see a lot of kind of moans and groans but it's that thing of like we're not the main we're not the kings of the hill as we mm-hmm. were like not that not that they can't be but there are teams, as you say, like we just look at that league. I mean, there's so many good teams in it. Teams going and attracting players from a higher level and not going to Auchinleck kind of thing. So it shows you, like, there are, despite Auchinleck obviously still having arguably one of the best teams in the league, there are other teams creeping up on them. And when you get that kind of mixture, it's tough. And it's mm-hmm. tough to kind of get that consistency. And, I mean, two wins for six games in the league, it's not bad. I mean, you look at the table, it's they're nowhere near out of it. Not not by a long shot, but there certainly won't be that level of happiness. But it'll be interesting to see what happens walking late. But a massive one for Rob Roy. Congratulations to them. Mm-hmm. Cumnock had a big chance to go top of the table and they nearly did. It was a, a very frantic game at Townhead. Bees were 1 0 and 2 1 down to Cumnock. And uh, Bees then got it back to 3 2. But a Brandon Sharp late equaliser rescued a point for Cumnock. And they hold on to Rob Roy and Darvo at the top of the league. They're all top on 13 points. Obviously, goal difference is a mixture. But a very frantic game at Townhead, by the sound of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. And I think uh, Brian has come in at the start of the season. He's a, he's a great start of the season. But one thing Brian will do is get his team organised and fit and playing playing really well and getting playing for each other and things like that. I know he's brought a couple of boys from Irvine Meadow that were with him as well. And yeah. they'll bring that. They'll bring that. They'll fit seamlessly into what he wants them to do and stuff, and and they've got quality in the forward areas. They've got they've got quality in industry in the middle of part with, with young Fry and Jamie Wilson. Mm-hmm. So they'll be they'll be really hard to beat, I think, this year. Um, and I think they'll like we saw when they went to Darvo to start season and, and won. So uh, they'll they'll be up there. And with Strainy at Beeve, I think they as well. He's probably to start a bit of project as well. They lost a few players over the summer. He's had to kind of rebuild and, and bring boys in and things but he'll get that right because it's a, it's a cracking club up at Bees I think that this year will just be about him finding out what he wants mm-hmm. from from his team who he wants to, to keep and move on who he wants to sign in the summer because I'm sure the, the committee and the board up at Bees will back him 100% and and so they should because if, if you give him back and he'll definitely get it right so sounds like a great game Um it sounds like an exciting game. You always get your money's worth, and the nearly said the juniors are in the west of Scotland. <laughs> um, it's one thing you get very, very few nil-nil draws uh, at this level, which is great for the supporters. You certainly uh, don't, and the, the other way of looking at it as well, you you get your you've got some really tight games over the weekend, but you've also got a massive, and massively impressive result. Athelie eleven, Peters Hill one. 
Arthur Lee, uh, Gary Smith and uh, Aaron Healy with a hat we both got hat tricks. Very dominant performance from Arthur Lee. Probably one that's been coming because they've they've been performing well. I watched them against Glenarfin where I thought they were in the game. I thought they played pretty well. We just didn't get the result. But you look at their, their performances, the last season they were free scoring, they were scoring it well. This season maybe not so much, but I mean, what a display for that from Athelie, but from a Peters mm-hmm. Hill perspective as well. The goalie got a bad injury, we're wishing him all the best. But a night to a day to remember for Athelie, and certainly a day to forget for Peters Hill. I mean, that's it's just a nightmare, isn't it? It's you, you, I mean, I've been in the end of some tankings in football, but never is never one as bad as that. But it's a really tough job to pick to pick the boys up and go again because that will sting for a while getting beat eleven one. Uh, we actually played Athelie two weeks ago in the Scottish Cup and they beat us 4-9 four, four um, but it, it was two penalties and then uh, I, I kind of shot in the last you know, 10 minutes or so but I didn't see that I thought they were good going forward but I, I didn't see 11 goals in them but then since they since they beat us they went and beat Hurlford last week and now they've yeah. done that this week so need a confidence boost just because a shout <laughs> we'll get a friendly organised for you um, but no a great result for them two, that's two really good victories They'll be looking to just stay stay in the league this year and uh, getting three points against Hurlford last week and then another three points today is, is not going to do their, their case any harm, definitely. But I don't. I thought Peter Hill would be better than, than they've been this year. They made some decent been, signings in the summer. Been, nah, I think it's been really tough for, for Willie as well, obviously. Losing a, using a, losing a few key players like Saron and Sweeney and Stephen Docker, they look like Ant Day, losing the likes of them. I think uh, the boy McCabe went to Canvas Lang, mm-hmm. I think, as well. Yeah, I saw that. Losing yeah. those key players as well, which just mass. It's, when you're going in as a new manager, it's tough to get kind of that balance right. A few good signings, but it's just obviously going to take some time to find their feet. Peter Sauer was sitting one point from seven games, they yet to get a victory, but Arthur Lee now moved to uh, nine points from seven games with a third win of the season. So Arthur Lee moving up the table, and they're only four points from the top of the league. But mm-hmm. another really entertaining game was Arvin Medal four, Hurl for three. A lot of entertaining action by the sounds of it here. Louis Kerr obviously joined uh, Arvin Medal from Whitlitz. Obviously, George had obviously wanted to bring him in. Knew him well from his days at the Vicks, but he certainly had an impact. I think he scored one set up two. Mm-hmm. He's had a terrific game. A very frantic affair. I think that's the theme of the, the Premier Division this week, but a huge result for Arvin Meadow and one they've needed. It takes him to seven points from five games, and I think it's George's first one of the season. Mm-hmm. I'm pleased for George. I'm pleased. Um, George has, has done well at every club he's been at, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, and probably deserved a shot to manage in the Premier League. And this is a this is a compliment, by the way, but he's always managed these teams like he's managing the Premier League, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. he's really professional, really takes it really seriously, invests a lot of time and effort into it and stuff like that. So um I know that he'll be a hundred and ten percent dedicated to it. And you can already see that he's he's made a few moves, a few boys on the transfer list, a couple of boys yeah. have went out, Louis Kerr's come in. So you can see already that he's no wasting any time and, and that's what I fully expected from George, to be honest, is just He's, he's that type of character he'll go in and put his own stamp on it and make sure he gets his players in and Louis is a very good footballer he'll yeah, probably he be a better footballer in the Premier League than he would be in the in the league below because he'll probably get more of the ball and, and be able to he'll be playing with better players because whenever I've watched Louis and I've, I've watched him loads of times he's a link-up player he'll get the ball in between the lines and play the ball into strikers or go and pick the ball up for centre half and play passes and you're more likely to, to get that in the Premier League because you're playing with better players who can pass you the ball but will also make runs off you to try and uh, open things up and he's got the quality to be able to do that so um, no, I'm really pleased for, for George um, to get his first win at the Meadow and, and like I said I really hope he does really well Yeah, absolutely yeah, big win for Urban Meadow Hurlford still sitting 11 points with 7 games although they've lost the last 2 they're still in a really good position only 2 points from the league the, the league leaders which is a kind of theme this week as well there's only there's only between first and twelfth. There's only five points, and I don't think you'll get that in many leagues in the world. But crazy league as always. But Clyde Bank are Clyde Bank. Just what a difference two wins in a row make takes them to a point behind the league leaders as well. They're sitting twelve points for seven games. Big three two one over Largs. Connor Higgins with a hat trick. I spoke to Moth just after the Trune game, and I could see the disappointment. And I'm just losing that game. They're one 0 up and lost three one, but. 
just in the space of a few weeks, they're now sitting in fifth place, only a point behind the lead, and it just shows you what a difference it could make. And Connor Higgins with a hat trick, big that will do him a world of good as well. Big confidence boost as well. No, I, and they'll always they'll always be up there running about it because they're a well-run club. They've got a good manager. They've got a good, really good coaching staff, and they can sign good players. And they have signed good players over over the years. Um, and they play football well on on their park, particular on the AstroTurf up at uh, up at Yoker. They play really good football and stuff. So uh, I've absolutely no doubt that they'll they'll be up the top end, uh, challenging around about that top two three spot towards the end of the year. Um, Lags, I think, is a bit concerning. Though it's that one one win and eight they're, they're now. So uh, I know Arnie will be. I'll be looking for a solution to try and get them get them up the table because when you're on a bit of a run like that and you're not winning a lot of games, it can get tough. And, and like you said, this league is so tight that a couple, of, a couple of losses can put you right down in amongst the mire. And then, but then you win a couple and then you're yeah. right back back up. So I, I'm sure they'll win games. Like I said, their park's uh, a hard place to go as well. And it's it's usually it's, it's a horrible place. I used to always hate going to Largs, especially when, the, when the, it was windy. It's always the wind coming off the hills at the back of the goal. So I was actually part of a game that got abandoned after 60 minutes because the goalie took a bye kick and back of the seat, and the referee <laughs> just said that will do. So um, I'm sure they'll be I'm sure they'll be fine, but they'll need to start picking up these victories, these kind of tight games that that uh, can go either way. You want them to to fall your way so you can get up the league. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they'll be. Uh, Arnold, but he's sitting then again, obviously, four draws as well. I'm mm-hmm. thinking just turning a couple of them into wins would have just made all the difference. But I've no doubt Arnie will get it right at Lags. He's a terrific manager. But mm-hmm. fair play to Gordon and Clyde Band, they've got it going. They've been maybe a bit of a struggle so uh, the first few games, but just getting a, a couple of wins on the board just shows you what a difference that can make. But Troon as well, another team that deserve a, a lot of credit. A tight 1 0 1 over Canvas Langer. Uh, Josh Blackhead gave them the three points. They now sit. And 12 points as well with Pollock and Clyde Bank. Big one for Troon, big one for Troon. Not the best game by all reports, but they're the games you need to win. There's difficult for Canberra's line. They're obviously sitting in three points for uh, seven games. They'll be no hoping for better. I think they'll, they are beginning to kind of struggle with the kind of top division, but well, they've got certainly two managers who know how to do it. On the other hand, Troon, big result for them as well. I think for Canberra's line, when they came up, when you come up, when you make that step up into, into Premier League or whatever, you need you need goals. You need to score goals, you know. And they lost they lost their main their two main goal threats and big game on the, the the young lad that went to Queens Park. Is that yeah, right? Well, um, yeah. Aye, so you're always going to struggle because you need to score goals. You, you you need to score. As we said, there's no many nil nils in mm-hmm. in these leagues, so you need to be able to score goals. And I think that's where they they are going to struggle this year um, a wee bit. And as for Troon, again, it's a, it's a great result. They'll be looking at the teams below them at the bottom half of the league and picking up points against them uh, and then see what they can get at the other ones around about. Um, and then they can hopefully push up the league. It's a, it's a club I've got a lot of affectionate, affection for, as you know. So I want to see them do really well and progress. Um, and I'm sure they will. They've, again, got brought some good good players into the club, a couple of boys who bought it. And I think that Dino says they've settled in really well and, yeah. and doing really well. They, again, Going back to what I was saying, the boy Kyle Roy, I've mm-hmm. seen for a, a couple of a couple of seasons, and he scores goals, and he, and he scores goals, all sorts of goals out of nowhere. Um, so he'll he'll help them a lot in the in their quest to kind of push up that league, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Final game was Paul at one, Colwyn and one. Probably not a surprise in terms of the result. Paul took the lead, and then obviously Colwyn and uh, drew back just before the end. Probably a result. I don't think any of us are surprised by two very even teams and probably two teams that would probably be happy with a point against each other. I, I mean, I think Gorms has obviously come in there and and he's been back for the committee and the board and he's brought in a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. Mark Miller, Chris Miller and Kevin Nicholl and boys like that. So they'll be looking to challenge at the top end. I would imagine that would be the expectations. But again, it's going to take time for for David to get his message across. I know he wants to play football the right way and, and do all the right things. So it takes time to put these things into practice. But if you bring experienced players in, then they can normally carry out that message quicker than maybe if you're investing in young boys and you're trying yeah. to get them to, to do something they've never done before. But um, no, I, I, I feel even result. I watched, I watched the highlights of that 
that one as well. Um, and I thought that I didn't think there was much in it. There wasn't didn't appear to be many clear cut chances in the game where you'd be thinking that one team or the other would be disappointed at no getting the three points. I think a draw is probably fair. Yeah, absolutely. But a big weekend in the Premier Division as well, when it's obviously meant that league is very hectic. We'll post the leagues later on, but... I was, I was just looking there, Scott. I was looking at the league table. Am I right? Zocking like only scored six goals in six games. Yeah. See, that, uh, that's so unusual. Yeah. And for, you that. Them. Yeah, and it's that thing as well. that That's just getting that together, that kind of continuity mm-hmm. and getting... Like, Shanker's obviously coming back as well. Yeah, no, it's good to see him back. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, Brian Boyle. Losing Jimmy Glasgow's huge. And mm-hmm. um, I, would, I wouldn't imagine Tucker wouldn't be sitting going, I... I he'll be looking for a replacement for Jamie mm-hmm. Glasgow because losing that creativity will be key, particularly for a side at Auckland Lake. They're not, they're not going to play off top-class football, but having that creative influence now not there, mm-hmm. I would imagine he'll be looking to replace that. But yeah, yeah, that's the one thing that catches my eye as well. But it's just a hectic league. But let's move on to another hectic league, as always, the league that keeps on giving the first division, Drumchapel are now sitting top of the league. They are now on 15 points from seven games. A 3-0 win over Nielsen, uh, Green, Doherty and Templeton with the goals. Four wins in a row now for Drumchapel. Again, you would have probably said three weeks ago they'd be they're probably sitting in the 12th or 11th or something now. They're sitting top of the league and it just shows you all you need is a, a few wins in a row in this league and you could be top of it. Mm-hmm. And your, your experience players to step up. You know, yes. again, they've They've invested well in the in the playing squads, brought in some real real quality to, to have no doubt to try and get out of that league and get into the, the top division. Um and when your experienced players are scoring goals for you and and pulling their weight, then it's worth it. It's worth it's worth everything that you invest in them, to be honest, because that's why you bring these players to the club um to try and turn things around for you. So it sounds like they're they're on the right track now and if, if they're experienced boys are firing and scoring goals for them, then they'll be a force to, reckon, to be reckoned with for the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Big uh, big result as well for shots, a 2-1 win over the, the old league leaders called Burnley. Again, one of those results that can happen in this league, Adonnell and Kelly with the goals for shots. That'll be a huge three points, particularly at home against a, a team like Cole Burnley, who a lot of people fancy to be the, maybe the team to, to beat in this league. Big three points for joining his team. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I thought that I thought the shots would be up challenging for the for this. To be honest, this season, um, I don't know what, which whether they've just had a few bad results or injuries or whatever. Which they lost happened, a big but... play on Danny Burns. Danny Burns was a huge loss. Aye, no, definitely. But I, I thought they would be they would be up challenging as as with Coburnia. I thought with with Tommy, um, I thought given his teams at, at Greenock, I thought he would he would have them fit hard to beat. Really good, a really strong cohesive unit. And I thought that's what would get them out of this league because, as you said, it's going to be so so tight that these wee two ones and one nil yeah. and three twos these are these are the results that are going to get these teams out of that league. And I thought Tommy would bring that to Coburnley, and it's no surprise to see them up the top, um, the top end of the table, definitely. Yeah, St Rocks a huge four one one away to Blantyre as well. Davies had a tremendous start there. When you actually look at that, I think he lost his first two games, but what a start he's had since then. I. Dom, Maguire and Bennett with the goals. Again, two teams probably similarly ma- evenly matched, but a huge three points for, for Davey again, just building that wee run that he's got going. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's great, it's great to see Davey back in um and back doing well because I'm sure I'm sure around about the round about the the, the leagues there'd be a few eyebrows raised when Davey came back um, yeah. into that job. Uh, whether he, he still had the the ability to to manage, you know, whether Thing. I know he'd been involved and stuff like that, but you know what it's like. Sometimes you think these, and the game is changing every day. You know, the game's changing every year with the, the players and all that kind of stuff and the and all that. So it's great to see him back in and, and doing well. And and I suppose it kind of goes back a wee bit to what I was saying about Coburnie. Like the teams that have got that fight and that battling spirit amongst them are going to do well. And and you know yeah. one thing about Davy is he'll get that installed in his team, and he won't accept anything less than that. So. Uh, it's no surprise probably to see them up there yeah big result as well Ben Barb ended St Catholic's unbeaten run so far a 3-2 win away to St Catholic's for Ben Barb a double for Ryan Livingston and Jordan Bow with a goal for Ben Barb a huge three points for them just maybe not the best like they've, they've not had the best start when you actually look at it although they've done well in the cup they beat the Dorham in the Scottish Cup 
that takes them to seven points with six games and a couple more of their wins could just have them right in the mix because they're a really good team and they've probably been better than the start they've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, I thought Ben Bob would be would be at the top end of the, the league when they when they came down. Whenever I, I watched them or coached against them, I thought they were a good side. You know, they had quality going forward and they were strong at the back and, and fit in the midfield. They were, they were a really good mix and... Paul had done really, you could tell they were a Paul Lovering team, if that makes yeah, sense. If you, if you saw them play, do you know what I mean? They're, they're in his image, which is which is always which is always going to be good, given given his career. Um, so I expected them to be up, up the, the top end. I expected most of the teams that came down to be up the top challenging, but it's it's not easy. I mean, it's not easy, Scott. It's not easy to win no. football games, you know, at, at any level. Um, so these wee, these wee results that go for you, uh, this could maybe just springboard their season into something else and I'm sure St Caddicks won't be will be disappointed being where they are they are as well. I'm sure the expectations at, at that club, given what I've heard, the expectations are that they, they want to be up the top challenging again in that Premier League as well. So um I'm sure they'll be looking to improve the results soon and get get pushed up that table as well. Yeah. Big result for Cumberland United a convincing six one performance and a at home to Bonnet and Mark Hansen, a double and goals with Fulton, Bembo, eh, McNeil and Fellows. Again, big, just a big convincing performance. When you're scoring goals and it's all going right, then you can't ask for any more and Tony will be delighted with that. Aye, no, it's just, it's just a, a textbook win, isn't it, really? I think Bonnet and are, are struggling. Um, Bonnet and are a bit, they're not having the best of times. They didn't have the best of time last year and it looks as if it's carried on with a new manager, unfortunately, for Ross. Um, but, I felt that last year they were probably in a bit of a false position in terms of getting catapulted into the Premier League. Um, rightly so, because of the, their stat, status and all that kind of stuff. So I'm yeah. not saying them, they shouldn't have been, but I think their squad was probably not was not strong enough to be in that in that league. And unfortunately, with a change of manager, and it looks like this league, even this, this next league down, because the experienced junior teams are... Kind of taking advantage of them a wee bit, but it looks like things. Um, and it's it's good for Cumbernauld uh, to get get three points on the board. I've got a mate Martin Laurie who's back playing with Cumbernauld um, and doing really well. So I kind of look out for the results. Just to, he's always posting pictures of himself on Facebook playing with Cumbernauld, so it's always good to see. Brilliant. A three 0 victory for Thornley with the way to Rossville. Small Brown and Bowie with the goals. Big three points for Thornley Obviously going to Rossville, they probably expected a, a, a result and. Yeah, big result for Jamie and his side. Aye, um, Rossfield, it was well documented all the carry on in the summer and stuff like that. So I don't think anybody's really surprised to see. But it's a shame. It's a shame because I remember when they were, when they were in the in the Premier League and and Gorms was the manager and and they were flying, they were doing well, they were competing at that level. And it's just such a shame to see the whole things went belly up. To be honest, um, but. It's not anybody else in the league's job to feel sorry for them. They're going to turn up and take three points and go back up the road, and that's what Thornley would have done. Um, and they're doing really well. Yeah. Garkill won, Johnson Borough now. Probably a game, probably two teams evenly matched. A late 88th minute Jordan Love goal gave Garkill the three points. Another team, Garkill, I don't think we mentioned them a, a lot this season, just but they will be thereabouts. They've got a tremendous setup. And you just look at both these teams and you think, like, that's. That, that was probably what we thought would happen that game like a very tight game or if there was going to be a winner it would probably be a one goal that decided it mm-hmm. I know definitely and I, and I like I like Johnston Borough I, I, I do I think Jamie's really good at giving young bringing young boys in mm-hmm. and, and playing football the right way and he, he runs it really professionally and, and all these kind of things so again we, we played them pre-season a couple of years ago when I was at Troon and I was really impressed with him and he's side so I've always kind of kept a wee eye out for them. I'm, I'm pleased to see them doing well. And like you, don't know a lot about about Gart Cairn, um, but they, they seem to be going well, which is which is again, it's it's just so tight. I mean, you look at the league, there's about four points between mm-hmm. first and ninth or something like that, you know. So if you get a couple of these victories, these tight ones, these one nil, these two ones, then then you could be you could be in the top three and get us promoted, no bother. Absolutely. Final result will too I'll touch on. Rutherland won, Whitlitz won by all reports, probably a fair result for both teams. Whitlitz, they would uh, they obviously had a start, they they won their first two games, but obviously the three point deduction, they're now sitting four points and Rutherland obviously sitting nine points from six games. They've obviously only lost one game, but they've drew three. Probably two sides will be what you got to run going as quickly as possible just to move up that table. 
Mm-hmm. And again, I'm sure Rutherglen would have expected to be up the top, challenging her mm-hmm. for coming down. And they've done it loads of times where they drop down to the old super first and then they would come back up and then they would hang about the Premier League for a bit. And then um, they hang about, they were in the Premier League for a while and then obviously went down with the, with the large numbers going down last year. So they'll be they'll be looking, I'm sure their aims at the start of the season was, was to get back promoted. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're a good side. I like their, their forward. The forward players are, are good. They've got... Obviously, big Mick at the back, who, who does a really good job just yeah. getting on since centre half. Um, and as, as for Whitlitz, we bit of probably a wee bit of transition as well with, with Gordon coming in, being the manager. But it's it's tough. I mean, it's it's really tough. Your first managerial job, you're in a, an absolutely cutthroat league, um, and you need to start picking up victories. You need to win games. Um, it's all very well finding your feet and learning learning your trade, but you need to win games. You know what I mean? Because nobody. No committee or fans are going to want to see their team doing the bottom of the league, and you can be doing everything right and you can be doing everything well, but if you're not getting those victories, then things are going to start to get to get on top of you. But um, I know they signed Andy Kerr for Girvan, yeah, um, and let Scott Dempster go. A bit of a strange one for me because I think Scooby's a good player at this level, and he'll work his socks off for you, and he'll graft away. And 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 as I keep saying, these. Those are the type of players you need, uh, especially in that league. You know, you need to you need your your graphers and your workers and and get you up the part and nick a goal here, and nick a goal there and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how it how it pans out for them in the next in the next few months. Yeah, absolutely. We'll move into the second division. Uh, we'll just go through the results. Ardair one, Mary Hill one, Craig Mark three, Glasgow Uni one, Greenock one, fourth one. Cosyth Rangers now, Glasgow Perthshire one, Mabel two, Muircourt one, Renfrew one, Ashfield one, and St Anthony's four, Glasgow United one, Wishaw and Yorker was called off due to a waterlogged pitch. Ashfield held Renfrew the the winning runs over for the for the league leaders. They're now obviously they've drew their first game. Big that'll be a big point for Ashfield. Obviously going there at Renfrew, a lot of teams, a lot of people's fancy to be the team to to kind of take that league by storm. And so far they've started well. That'll be a good point for Michael Oliver and his team just getting that big point and just getting a point there. Going to a place like Renfrew, you've got a lot of attacking talent, but holding them to a draw is a big result. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And I think Michael going in, I know that at Ashfield, obviously Max has been there for so long and such a big influence on the club. And I know he's still there, he's still involved, but yeah. it's a tough act to follow. And I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if expectations were, were that high at Ashfield, to be honest. And maybe that's done him a favour. Uh, because he's been able to just go in and work away and, and pick up results here and there and they, they find themselves fourth fourth in the table um, fourth, fifth in the table so um, no, they'll be delighted with that, with that point like I said, I think Renfrew they're set up in the way it's, it's run they're, they're a Premier League team probably and everything but status so they, I think Championship or First Division should be the minimum that they should be expecting from, from their team uh, and to have started the season like they have, unbeaten, you can't really ask for much more than that, and I'm sure they'll they'll keep that going. Yeah, absolutely. Big uh, Craig Mark obviously had the chance to to get get the gap back to a point. They've got it back. A three one win for them over Glasgow University. A double for John Ryan and Connolly with the third. Again, Craig Mark just that'll be a, a huge a hugely happy day for them. Obviously cutting the gap and run through. I I, I fancied. I fancy came out to do really well this year. Yeah, so did that. The start of the season because I thought Ryan's got got the team playing really, really good. They're really strong. They're tough to beat, but he brought in a couple of wee bits of quality. Jordan Banks is, is he brought in from Mayball and uh, obviously Jordan Ryan, who's who's played in the Premier League and things like that. So there's goals in the team, and and that if he can keep it solid at the back, but you can get goals at the top end. Obviously, Ryan's brother, Liam's there as well, pulling the strings in midfield. So they've, they've got real quality dotted all throughout the team. And and if you combine that with the kind of, the, the attitude and the swagger that Ryan will bring with, from it as well, I, I always fancy them to, to go really well. And it's no surprise to see them up the, up the yeah, top end. Yeah, and Mayball as well, a big 2-1 victory for them over Muirkirk. A huge three points, obviously staying in contention with Alexa Renfrew and Craig Mark, Michael Riley with a double. Johnny, they'll be hoping to stay there and just keep in, keep close to the two te- the two teams because they're probably in terms of kind of budget and things like that. They'll probably be looking to be there. Aye, and I think they should be. I think that should be the expectation. I know that 
Well, I'm pretty sure that Carlo would have been disappointed not getting the, the a promotion spot last year to get into the first division. I'm sure that would have been the aim um, in their division last year was to get promoted into the into the first division. So they've been really disappointed to drop down into the second division. And I know that, as you say, I know they invest heavily in their, in their playing squad, um, and the expectation should really be promotion and and nothing else. So, but they seem to have won. There's been a lot of kind of tight games. I think they've had a lot of kind of one goal victories and things like that. So that shows that Carlos instilled a, a wee bit of fight in them um, to get those victories over the line um, and to pick up three points. Um, and as we're coming at the winter, I know everybody knows Mabel's not not a nice place to go when the when the weather turns. So if they can pick up a few more victories at home over the winter period, then then hopefully they'll be up there. Because I'd like to see, obviously, I'd like to see Craig Mart and Mabel both go up if if possible. Because um, it's clubs that I've been at, I've played at, and I've coached yeah. at, so I'd like to see them them to go up if possible. Yeah, absolutely. Just on a uh, run through the other results, big one for St Anthony's as well. A four-one win over Glasgow United. They unbeaten, unbeaten now in, in three games in the league. They'll be happy with that. They'll be happy just to get a one in the board. Glasgow United have been kind of just getting to that point now as well. With St Anthony's are sitting in eight points, Glasgow United in six. St Anthony's obviously go above them. They'll be just they'll be happy with that, and obviously getting four goals as well. Milani, Carballo, Hampson, and Jed Dobbs. That's it's just one of those games where everything seemed to go right for for Danny and his team. Mm-hmm. No, and like you said, three points when your bottom half of the table. I think there's six points or five points between eighth and in the bottom. So if you're if you're looking to progress and, and stay in the league, then you need to pick up these points opportunity too. And, and Glasgow United. Uh, see we're still going to be back so it's just it's important when you play these teams that you manage to pick up these victories Absolutely yeah big result for them Glasgow Pearson as well what a, what a kind of run they've had recently uh, unbeaten in four won three of the last four games as well takes them to 11 points they had a really tough start a lot of people thought they would struggle but going to Kosaith and one and one now Kosaith struggling a wee bit obviously in the, the manager's managerial situation we don't know kind of what's, what's going on there but huge one for them just got a brilliant run and they'll be wanting to keep it going Mm-hmm. And like you said, momentum momentum is really really important in football. We played Glasgow Perthshire in pre season, um, and you could tell, like I said, you you know the the type of type of football they're going to play and the way they're going to work and stuff like that. And they they, they I can't remember this. What was this score? Did they draw five four each or something? It was it was another great game for the neutrals if you were in. <laughs> so, um, but they were like I said, they were big and they were strong and they were physical. Um, but they were, you could tell they're going to be hard to beat. They're going to have to hard team to put away. Um, and as I've said to you before, nowadays, if you've got that in your team, you'll pick up victories where maybe you wouldn't normally, um, because it's probably becoming less and less at our level in terms of boys that are willing to roll their sleeves up and get stuck in. So if you've if you've got a team and Billy's got a team like that that that. That that he'll he'll put that into them mm-hmm. whether they like it or not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. Um, and and it's obviously paying dividends. So I thought they would maybe struggle this year as well, but uh, I'm pleased to see that they're, they're doing well. Yeah, definitely. The other two results, probably two results that don't come, really come as much a surprise. Ardeer one, Mary Hill one. Both kind of hang are both sitting second bottom and bottom of the league. And Greenock one, fourth one again. They're sitting real same amount of points as well. Two probably results we wouldn't have been surprised by. So it kind of means that second division's probably not really changed as much. Obviously, Renfrew coming back a wee bit. But, yeah, another another entertaining weekend in the second division. Let's move into the third division. We'll get your thoughts on the, the games over the weekend. East Cobride Thistle 2, Vale of Leaving 0. Fanart 1, Ardrossan 5. Garvin 0, Vale of Clyde 6. Arvin 4, New Mains 0. Kellon 3, Dorai 0. Larkhill 4. Kaluk now, Les Mahago two, Port Glasgow four, Royal Albert one, Lanark four. A lot of real kind of comprehensive victories. I'm just looking at kind of Adrosson going to Fernart, one and five, one, Vela Clyde, six nil away to Garvin, Arvin Vex, Kello, Larkhall, and obviously massive, some massive victories for them. Like what results kind of stood out to you over the weekend in the third? I think the Adrosson one stood out for, for me. Um, Fernart. When we put for that game was a right good doing over going over to be fair to them and they played some lovely, lovely stuff, some really good football. Um I was really impressed with them, the way they played, the way they passed the ball. Um but I think what they maybe do lack is a wee bit of experience and a wee bit of streetwise amongst them. Um and when you play as expansive and as, as free flowing as they do, 
there's always a chance where you can end up on the, the, the other end of a of a result, of a bad result, and, and maybe that's what's happened at, at the weekend uh, for them. But Freelzy at Drossen again, he's brought in a lot of experienced players. They've signed, obviously, Mark Curra. Mark Curra um, looks a great bit of business uh, already. From, I think that's two hard tricks in a row. Aye, uh, so they've obviously backed, they've backed uh, Gav to get to get them out of that league. Um, because, again, with the type of club they are and the stature of the club, they, they should be further up the league, second division, first division, probably. Um, and the backfields they were bringing in Liam McGuinness and Ricky Henry and yeah. uh, boys like that so th- those are the type of players that will, will get them over the line and if they can get goals goals at the other end from, from Mark then I'm sure they'll, 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 be, they'll get going they just need to for me they just need to find a bit of consistency now um, and they just need to go if they're, if they're going to go up and they're going to be challenging which I'm sure is the expectation at Adrossing then they need to just get a wee bit of consistency going and put a wee run together, probably. Yeah. And you look at that league as well, like the the top six in the league all winning this weekend. It shows you like they're all they're all capable of big results. Like Lark Hall, obviously four 0 Kelo Sean Armour with a hat trick for them and a three 0 win over Dolrai. And you look at like so obviously Port Glasgow, a big one for them. We, uh, going to Les Mahago and winning four mm-hmm. two, and our friend A Trialis with a hat trick. So he. For the amount of clubs he's played well, for this season, he gets about and scores goals, doesn't he? It does. I've heard. I've heard a rumor that A. Trialis' name is actually A. McCoyce. Um okay. So I know. I heard. I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true, but my sources tell me that uh, Ali McCoy's boy was the trialist. I did not know. I did not know um, that. So I that was that was apparently what my my sources have told me that he's come in and, and looked a million dollars and and bagged a hat trick at the weekend. So. You'll be, they'll be hoping to get pen to paper with him as soon as they possibly I mean, can. He's, he's certainly done. He's certainly done it. Done himself no harm. A, a hat trick, and I imagine his name. If, that, if, that's, if that's who he is, then that his name would probably be enough for a lot. I of hope fun. Stevie does. Stevie does make it. I hope Stevie signed him by the time this goes out because he'll be he'll be raging still if every manager in the league on the port of after this. And if it's not if it's not true, we would like to apologise to the McCoy's family. But I absolutely again. It's it's the sort of thing a big result for them. They maybe I thought with Port Glasgow the signing that the players have signed Kieran Milliken as well. What a signing he will be! Aye. Just that experience will be essential. They'll be they'll get a run going. I have no doubts that mm-hmm. Port Glasgow will be will be up there kind of come the end of the season. But that third division is crazy when you actually look at it. There's so many teams in there even now, like from from probably twelfth upwards. All it needs is maybe a couple of runs like East Kilbride. I mean. They've certainly not at the start they would have wanted, but they're still, I mean, mm-hmm. they're not out of it either. I mean, they're, they're five points behind Les Mahego in seventh, and they'll be hoping to just get a run going. I don't know what the managerial situation is going to be there, but there's a lot of teams in there that are, It's that. that's a really, you'll agree with me, it's a really exciting league. You're mm-hmm. Every week you're going to be playing against a good team. I don't think there's any doubt of that. Aye, I mean, it's, it's hyper-competitive at the very least. You know, all the, the teams that you don't really... I wouldn't say that we would go into any game thinking this team's miles better than us, but they're capable of beating us. Of course they are. Yeah. Um, but uh, you're going into every game thinking this we could pick up, we could pick up something here, we could pick up something there. Even when we played East Kilbride at the start of the season with a, with the experience in our team, we still felt that we could we could cause them bother, and, and as long as we watched watched out for for their danger men as well. So. No, it's it's a it's a really good league. It's a really competitive league. Um, it's fun. It's no always fun. It's no fun at the minute for me to be honest. But it's uh, it's good to be involved in. Um, and like I said, hopefully we can start getting up that table as well. Yeah, and Larko obviously, and that's the seventh mm-hmm. one in a row. They had a great start. Lanark as well. You look at them sitting in third place. Uh, Lewis McCracken with a double for Arvin Vex, uh, Donaghy, and I think somebody else got a double for Vela Clyde as well. But I can't quite get his name just a really competitive league there's a lot like I, I think there's teams capable of scoring some some really mm-hmm. you know a barrel load of goals but when they go up against each other you're going to get a lot of goals and I think defence goes out the window in this league so again I think this league is actually really competitive let's move into the fourth division we'll we'll, we'll go to the final league of the weekend Colsides Athletic had to come from behind to beat Campbelltown we spoke to Bailey last week on the show and we were asking about the the trip, he will be happy. I would say, I would imagine he would be delighted to come back to Colsides with three points after that long bus journey. No, absolutely. And and I listened to the 
the show and he comes came across really well. He's really good, yeah. Aye, aye, oh, def- definitely, definitely. So it looks as if they've got they've they've started so well again. They just want to need to keep that going and and maintain that momentum that they've built up. Seven seven wins from seven. You can't really ask for any better than that. So uh, as you said, going over to Camelton, it's camel tech to get there so mm-hmm. um, to come back with three points just be tick that off, tick that off the list and then just go again um, next week but yeah. I'm, uh, I'm sure they'll be I, I'd fancy them to go up definitely I can't see can't see them falling away yeah they've done a really good start as well but obviously keeps a run going and sometimes it's, it's sometimes you have to, to dig your socks in and that that journey won't be easy and getting that three points will be all that matter and end up Threve and West Park obviously remain in second and third with 3-0 victories over Eglinton and St Peter's. They'll be happy again. Just Threve obviously lost the last two games. They'll be happy to get back to winning ways. And West Park, I think, you look at like Stephen Graham's there, Jai Cuddy, there's a lot of good players in that West Park team and they are, they, they're two sides as well who are really, mm-hmm. really, who are, who are really good sides. Yeah, no, I was interested to see how Threve got on in the, in the division mm-hmm. um, after coming up against them in pre-season a few times at, in the south of Scotland. Um, we've got a really good set-up down, down there. It's a, it's a cracking place to go and play football. So I was really interested to see how the standard compared. Um, yeah. And I think I think a lot of people probably wrote them off and thought oh, the south of Scotland's not really up to much. I don't think they'll be they'll be up there. But they're, they're showing that they're more than, well, more than capable of competing um, and winning games. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, West Park, if you get quality in your team that'll make that makes a difference you know especially at that level and if you the, the more you drop down especially in that league with, with so many new teams and so many teams finding their feet in terms of the the west of scotland structure and bringing boys in and the, the changes to traveling and the different rules and all that all the, that kind of thing um if you have that wee bit of quality in your team that can just win you a game and then you're away like you said you're way up the road with three points and then it makes all the difference yeah, absolutely. And we'll just run through the other results in the fourth division. A huge 6 0 win for Thorn Athletic away to BSE Glasgow. Uh, Cammy Armstrong with a double there, plus a really kind of goal spread out across that team. Rossville 7 away to Glenville. Like, that's a huge result for them. They've obviously they started really well, but they have they kind of come back the way really. They won their first two games and they hadn't had a win since they'd lost their next five. So to get a win in the board will do them the world of good. And it's a second one of the season in a row for Easterhouse. They had a really impressive 2 0 win over Harmony Row. Out of those three games, can I caught your eye? I thought Easterhouse, I thought getting their first win of the season, um it's, you just want to get the monkey off your back. You know, the longer you go without without winning. So I know that they've, they've drew a couple. Um, but you want you want to just get that first win and get it out of the way. So um it was good to see them get that first win. You don't want MD to be doing the bottom end of the table looking for victories um, you want everybody to get, get going so it's, it's good to see and it's just great to see so many new teams yeah. um, in the league it's it's fantastic to see the expansion um, it's maybe no good for, for us given the fact I think there's about six teams go down for our <laughs> league so it's maybe no, maybe no so good for us but it's good for the league that, that the league's attracting teams like Eglinton and uh, Easterhouse and, and teams like that so it's, it's fantastic so it just means for a better product all round yeah. Uh, and it's good because, in my opinion, amateur football is almost running its course. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's it's still at the very top top level. It's probably you probably get three or four, maybe five teams in the west that you would say are, are top teams, and then everything else are much of a muchness. So if teams are willing to take that step, then hopefully it inspires inspires more. Um, because I think it, it's needed, you know. I think it, I think it really is. I don't see any reason why teams like. Sorry, I'm veering off on a tangent here, but I don't see any reason why teams like St. Patrick's and uh, Glenburn and Shortleys and teams like that can't make that step as well, you know, yeah. into, the, into the west of Scotland. Um, and hopefully, looking at teams like Eglinton and Easterhouse and Harmony Row and Glenvale and teams like that, then hopefully that inspires them a wee bit to do that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something that I think will. We'll see more of in the next few years. Like, like Eglinton's a perfect example. Like they, they came from the Ayrshire Amateurs. They probably weren't doing great in the Ayrshire Amateurs, but they're coming up. They're they're giving up the best shot. Well, he's a tremendously ambitious guy. He knows, and you when you speak to him, you know he's he's desperate to work in this project. And you see, like there's so many good teams who could take that step up. But we'll talk. Obviously, we'll we'll obviously wrapped up the the results. We'll touch a wee bit on what's coming up for Luger. 
trip to Newcombe looking Saturday, and it is certainly going to be an, an interesting game. South Challenge Cup, big chance, big opportunity. Obviously, going there, kind of going against a Premier side. How's it? Go, how do you kind of feel about that game? Well, it's a, it's a free hit, isn't it? Really, for us, nobody's nobody's expecting us to get anything for that game. If we turned up and get tanked ten nothing, nobody would bat an eyelid, you know. But that, but we use that to an advantage. We did the same when we went to Arsenal. Um, two weeks ago or three weeks ago in the Scottish Cup we'll set up the way that we want to set up to try and make it difficult for them and we can see what we can get on the back end I think the aim is really for us going into the game is just try and keep it tight for as long as we can you know just try and see if we can frustrate them and, and keep it tight first 20 minutes the last thing you want to do when you go to play these good teams is, is lose an early goal and then, then the, the kind of heads can go down and the floodgates can open but the longer you keep it going um, then maybe the more they get frustrated I don't know what Steve will do with his team whether he'll rotate them or whether he'll just keep them keep them strong I, I expect knowing him he'll probably keep them strong because I know how competitive he is and he wants to win every game so uh, we'll go there expecting a really really tough game but we'll we'll give it a run we'll go it and we'll, we'll see what we can do definitely Johnny we're wishing you all the best for the season ahead it's been an absolute pleasure to be on the show thank you very much for coming on no, no problem, Scott. I really enjoyed it. Thanks very much. Brilliant. Pleasure. Thank you very much for having tuned in. Please follow our YouTube and podcast channels for more consistent West of Scotland football content. And as well, our social media pages, you will, you will see consistent West of Scotland coverage on that every day. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers.